0: Welcome to the Pastor on the Beach Podcast. I'm Pastor Paul Amlin, pastor at Lutheran Church of the Resurrection in Cocoa Beach, Florida, and each week I will be sharing a message from our worship services right here via this podcast. I hope you'll consider subscribing and share the podcast with your friends. We all need to hear words of hope once in a while. Well, thanks for listening. Here's this week's message. here the holy gospel according to Luke glory to you O Lord can you not hear me now okay let's try that again the holy gospel according to Luke Ah, that's much better this is the Magnificat we use this as a part of the sung liturgy on Wednesday nights it is also an appointed text for today so we're going to read it a little bit differently. It's going to be read much like a psalm. So I'll read the plain text parts and you will respond with the bold text. Fair enough? My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my savior. You, the Almighty, have done great things for me, and holy is your name. You have shown strength with your arm and scattered the proud in their conceit. You have filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. the promise made to our forebears, to Abraham and his children forever. The gospel of the Lord. Grace to you, O Christ. You may be seated. That is one of the texts that is often used as a psalm during the Christmas season. Well, grace and peace to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. For those who are interested in counting I have written down the number of times that I will say the word J-O-Y in the sermon. I'm not suggesting that you have to do that, but for some people it helps. Two weeks ago, I spoke about hope. That one right there. Last week, I spoke about, anybody remember? Peace. Very good. And today, it is joy. I anticipate that you may think about joy in a new way by the time we are finished. Visit any bookstore, and there you will find literally hundreds of options in a section on self-help and happiness. Most of us think about joy as being the same thing as happiness, but as we've discussed with our children's time, they are not quite the same. Happiness is often tied to the actions or experiences or can be situational It is not the same thing as joy. Joy is something that abides deep inside of you. It does not depend on your circumstances or the actions of others. We know people who ooze forth joy, don't we? Aren't they great to be around? I got to be with one yesterday. Her faith was so profound. It just comes out of her. It's a beautiful thing. We know people like this. What is it about people who ooze forth? That word I'm not going to say because it will mess up the count. Well, perhaps they have embraced joy as something more than possessions or circumstances. So let's look at joy from a biblical perspective. The original languages of the Bible are full of words for joy. They carry a variety of meanings, of course, and they're used in different contexts, but they all have something to do with joy. The Bible begins with God creating the world, and it is good, so creation experiences joy in the beauty of creation and all living creatures. The people find joy in an abundant harvest and growing flocks because they acknowledge that they come from God as gift. Psalm 104 says, a good bottle of wine is a gift from God to bring joy to people's hearts. I'm just saying, if you like wine, it's biblical. People find joy at what? Weddings, at baptisms, there's even a proverb that says, A good friend is like the smell of a sweet perfume. That's a lot of joy. But human history isn't without its bad parts, right? Still, the Israelites celebrate with joy at their liberation from Pharaoh, even though they begin wandering through the wilderness for how long? Forty years. The prophet Isaiah offers a vision of a future Messiah, a savior who will relieve the suffering of God's people. The prophet also speaks to the people about a long way to return to their home after being held in captivity in Babylon for generations. Joy is the promise for the day to come. Hear what the prophet said. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. The Israelites choose joy, not because of their present circumstances, but because of the promise of God and God's salvation for them in their future that future and coming Messiah was and is Jesus. Jesus' birth is announced in Luke's gospel as good news that brings what? Great joy. And later in Luke's gospel, as Jesus begins to announce the coming kingdom of God, Jesus himself rejoiced and gave thanks to God the Father. In Matthew's gospel, Jesus tells his followers, who will be under threat of persecution for sharing the good news. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Apostle Paul spoke from prison about the joy of faith. And his joy in the Lord in his letter to the Philippians. Paul often spoke of missing loved ones and friends as he wrote from prison. And in 2 Corinthians he talks about being full of sorrow and yet rejoicing. Even though he knew he could die. Still he chose joy for his life. Not because of his present circumstances but because of where his hope was fixed. And in our reading from Luke's gospel this morning, best known as the Magnificat, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Mary's proclamation shows us deep and holy joy. Joy that trusts God's promise of salvation, of restoration, of new beginnings, food for the hungry, justice for the wronged. Like you and me, Mary knows what it means to plan your life one way and have everything turned upside down. And yet she still rejoices. Each of the examples of joy and rejoicing that I've cited are centered in the anticipation of God's word being fulfilled. I can remember uh, the long wait for Christmas morning as a child, counting down the days with great anticipation for the big day and the good stuff wrapped under the tree. Anybody else? Some days seem to last forever. And yet, just as suddenly the much anticipated day came and the countdown was on for next year. As an aside, I drive my wife crazy because I do keep track of how many days it is till Christmas every year. There's an app for that. The Israelites waited with anticipation for what? The good stuff. As a way of life, ever trusting that God would remember God's promise to them. That's the joy the Apostle Paul wrote about, and it's the joy that the people of faith chose to live into, even as their lives were a struggle. God's promised day of joy cannot wait. Much like the anticipation of Christmas morning causing children to become giddy with joy, we are invited to live into joy as we await the coming Savior. Many of us have faced great challenges in our lives. Many of us still do. Disease, failing health, maybe bullies at school, angst over a career path for a college-aged person, struggles with family relationships, and yes, even the death of a loved one. Yet in the midst of all that challenges us, joy beckons. God waits with you. God's promised salvation is with you. It's for you. And God understands our human pain and suffering in a unique way because of Jesus Christ. It can be hard to feel joy in the midst of our struggle. Sometimes we need help to remember the joy we share in the kingdom of God. That's why we gather here. It's why we gather for worship, to share our songs, our prayers, to hear words of comfort and forgiveness as we gather and share a meal of bread and wine together. Sometimes we're the ones who remind others of God's promises for us. We share our joy. And sometimes we're the ones who need to hear that encouragement from others. Perhaps during the season of Advent, our opportunity is to practice some ancient biblical anticipation. Last night at our service, I suggested that maybe that we should get a t-shirt made. You know, something that said something about practicing some ancient biblical anticipation. It'd probably be a big seller, don't you think? (laughs) What does it mean that God's promised day of joy is coming? I think it means that we're invited to lean into the promises of God for the people of God. That's you and me and all humankind. I think it means remembering like the Israelites that even though our present circumstances may be challenging at times, our hope does not reside in our present, but in God's future for us. May God give us the courage and the strength that we need to live in joy. Amen. Thanks for listening. I hope that this week's message has given you something to think about and given you hope that you are loved by God. To learn more about Lutheran Church of the Resurrection, please visit goresurrection.com. If you'd like to support this podcast or any of the amazing ministries at Resurrection, please visit our website giving page. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Pastor on the Beach podcast.